0: Join Anson Scotty Wednesday at LHM Riverdale from noon to 3 at 1481 West Riverdale Road in Riverdale. Joined right now by our college football insider, Riley Jensen. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain's state of the art smart irrigation controller helps with first class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877 346 3333. Riley, good morning.
1: What's up, dudes? How's everything going?
0: Not not as good for us as it is for you. Have you come down yet from Saturday night? You were on Twitter going berserk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen or heard you more excited about a team winning a game than the Aggies winning that bowl game and getting win number eleven.
1: Listen, listen. I'm, I, I you know, I converted halfway through the season because PK told me that if it wasn't ten wins that we were. That, that it was bust, and so once I got converted, I was all in. I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a convert that's really excited about Utah State football.
2: Riley, I didn't convert you. The spirit of football converted you. <laughs>
1: I love your humility. I love your humility. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No. I, and 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 please, Utah State fans, don't like drive off the road saying I got converted to Utah State football. I could, I got converted to the idea that they could win ten games, and they won eleven. I mean, it, seriously, it was it was very fun. I thought the one thing that I that I didn't expect that was a little bit more fun as a Utah State alumni and fan was I I just thought the L.A. Bowl had kind of a good look to it, a good feel. I mean the SoFi Stadium, I thought it was going to be so big that it just looked ridiculous on TV. It sounded loud. I thought both teams played really hard. Um, they looked like they both wanted to be there and that they both wanted to win that game. I thought, uh, And then I thought, again, and, and I know that I've given you guys some guff about the defense, but I think we all know that the defense at certain times during the year was just like a big head scratcher, like, God, what are we what are we gonna get out of these guys? But whatever they whatever they figured out, you know, over those last two games, that was that was a, a really high level of defense that Utah State played and then God you, you know the offense has played so well and then you know, Cooper Lega, you know, at least everybody knows how to pronounce his name now. That's a Legas
2: look good. <laughs> I mean,
1: you come in, you throw a touchdown on your first pass ever. I mean, people are going to figure out how to say your name. So there was just a, a lot of fun things if you're a Utah State fan. Um, I was, you know, my my parents are Utah State Aggies. I have uncles that are Utah State Aggies. A lot of their friends are Aggies. A lot of them were arguing with me that the best team ever is the 1961 You know, Merlin Olsen, ranked number 10 in the the nation, 9-1-1. And there's lots of good reasons to think that 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 might be the best team, but this is the most current, and it's the only one I've ever seen that's played this hard and this consistent for the whole season.
0: Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joining us. So, that was a huge, uh, just a... Just a huge exclamation point to the season for the Aggies. How disappointed should BYU fans be over their bowl loss, or do they write it off? Backup quarterback, rain game, uh, lots of injuries on defense. It doesn't. It doesn't diminish the season.
1: Well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to tell them whether they can be upset about it or not. But I, I don't know. I think. Th- I think there was a little bit of a taste. I mean just from the outside looking in, I was kind of hoping that all three teams would win their bowl game and that all three teams would you know like kind of ride off into the like best best season ever for the state of Utah for the for the three you know FBS teams so I, there was a little bit for me that was disappointed I, you know I thought I thought they played well enough to win that game. I thought defensively I was a little bit shocked in, in certain places where they weren't where they weren't able to make those timely or, or those important plays where you get off the field and give give your offense a chance and then you know, I don't know about the Samson Nakua call. I thought I, I really didn't think that he made a football move. I, I but you know, that's one of those things where you just gotta take care of the football and then you don't have, you don't have to leave it in the referee's hands, right? And – even though I think that was probably a bad call. Um, I, I, I guess going back to your original question, I, I'm a little bit disappointed about it, so I'm sure that BYU fans are a little bit disappointed. And I think it's okay. But I still think it's a great season. And I still think there there are so many things to be happy about if you're a BYU fan.
2: Let me go back to this quarterback situation for Utah State now he knows that he's elevated from third to second team in this game so it's a little bit different but how does somebody stay ready and mentally into the situation when you've not had any opportunities to do anything in the games
1: well i i will say this when 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 you play in a bowl game the the reps are the, the reps are a little bit different so Typically, whenever I was involved in a bowl game, the whole first week is kind of like get young guys some extra reps, right? So, and and depending on 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 when you know finals are and all that kind of stuff, and you're working you're working out a lot of details when you're doing this kind of stuff. And then, of course, Utah State's coaches are going to be out on the road recruiting really hard in the first week. And then in the second week they come back and they kinda of get prepared. But my guess is is that Cooper had a lot of reps, a lot more reps than he normally would have. Um, I know I know that Logan Bonner had been injured quite a bit during this year. I mean his his ankle has never really had, you know, that opportunity to heal the way that that, that he would like it, the way the team would like it, and he's been very, very tough. He's been very scrappy throughout the whole year to be able to but my guess is also that he didn't take as many reps because he was hurt and so you've got you know you've got two quarterbacks out now my guess is that he got a lot of reps but that doesn't I mean that all being said you have to have a special kind of mentality as a second string quarterback as a relief pitcher. As someone, you have to have a certain level of maturity to be able to handle that situation because it's not easy. Um, everybody thinks like, ah, oh, yeah, man, it would be so great play college football. You don't get hurt. You don't take the hits. But as a competitor, you have to be able to sit there and go, okay, i got to get mental reps here. i got to do well on the reps that I get. And then who knows? If I get called, i got to be ready to go. But, I mean, you're also looking at a kid. I mean, Cooper Legat won two state championships as a quarterback. He... I think he threw two state championships as a javelin and then had two as a wrestler. I mean, this is this is a competitive kid and for, you know, <laughs> I love wrestling, so don't everybody don't get mad at me here, but man, if any if anybody plays football and they wrestled Every single wrestler in the world has to tell me how great that is. <laughs> I always keep lecturing about, oh my gosh, he wrestled in high school and he played football. That's why he's such a good football player. No, he's just a freaking stud athlete. Like, I don't care whether he wrestled or not. He's a, he's a really good athlete. So, um, But he is. He's a competitor. And I think he was ready. And I think you have to tip your cap to him a little bit because that's not an easy situation to be in.
0: So, how does the quarterback situation play itself out next year? The transfer portal's a big thing. You got three guys who have to be thinking. They have to be thinking. I could do it. I could be the guy. I could be the guy, and we could go big. They all have to be thinking that.
1: I think, all, I, I think all three of them could make an argument that you know that that they should be or could be the guy. I think. I think those are good problems to have as a coach, or at least they used to be good problems to have. Now, I would not be surprised if one of those quarterbacks isn't here next year. And I and I don't have any inside information I don't have. But just the nature of the position, the nature of the fact that all three in different games this year really contributed to that Mountain West Conference championship and um, played really well at certain times, they, all three of them have enough film to, to do whatever they want, um, but I just think I, I and I don't think it'll be Logan Bonner. I think it'll be one of those two. But Cooper has, he, you know, he he has a few more years left of eligibility, so you're you're looking at somebody that like could maybe be patient for a year and then and then and then kind of take over the program. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be really really interesting to see how this all turns out.
2: The key now for Anderson and the Aggies is to keep this thing going. And, boy, he really set a standard here, obviously, in the first year. And we were talking about this the other day. You know, Boise has hit on so many good coaches that maybe they're due to not have a slam dunk who's going to go on and and get a big P5 P5 job because there's been so many of them. So what can the Aggies do? To maintain this, and do you think they have a legitimate shot now to be uh, the, at least in the division, the team to beat?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think they're the team to beat till they beat Boise. <laughs> I, I mean, they didn't beat Boise. Loved, you got me there. Yeah. I mean, I, I listen. I, I would love, I would love to say that, but I mean, there just hasn't been enough wins over Boise, you know, over the years for us to. to to really just like you know pound our chest and say we're the team of the division although I think they made a huge statement this year I think I think that's one thing that you would use as motivation as a coach right like look we haven't we haven't really put them in their place we haven't really put them where they're supposed to be and man I hope you're right I hope you're right PK because man it'd be nice if if Boise State could just like come down a notch and Not land every single coach for eternity, you know, and uh, but but Utah State sent a huge message. I think they did such an impressive job with the portal last year, and there's indications that they've got you know they got a linebacker out of Arkansas State portal. They got MJ Tafisi, who I was around when I was coaching at Alta, who's transferring from Washington, who's an absolute missile as far as like playing linebacker goes. They seem to have filled in some of the gaps in offense, line, which they wanted to, and linebacker, which is what they're really going after. They've got a BYU legacy from uh, Jason Anderson, who's, I remember when I played football at BYU, I seriously saw Jason Anderson, and I thought, that's the biggest human being I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never even seen, I mean, he goes like 6'8", when, when we were in college, he was like six eight, three hundred. He could run. He played in the league for the Patriots. His son, Teague Anderson, is playing for the Aggies. Um, so there's there's just some there's some indications that one they really know how to use this portal, and two they're going to continue to fill in the gaps the way they need to. And man, with with Logan Bonner and 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 these quarterbacks on the on. <clears throat> on the team i think you have to say that they they have a legitimate chance to make a run at the championship now will it be will it be as good as this year i don't know i mean I, I mean look it's 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 arguably the best team in the history of utah state uh, with the exception of you know maybe 2018 2012 and i guess 1961 but you're talking about you're talking about easily top 5 teams So to replicate that is gonna be tough next year, but I think there's been enough success in the last nine, ten years at Utah State. I mean, I think what is it, nine out of the last eleven years they've been to a bowl game? I think you're starting to I think you really have to say if you're a Utah State fan, this is kind of the golden era of being a Utah State fan. Now the argument of the older generation is, like, well, bowl games are like a dime a dozen now. Like, you can go to a bowl game, you know, for nothing. But back in the day, we weren't even bowl eligible, you know. And so at least they're bowl eligible every year and giving themselves a chance to do something. But this this is a really, really good era for Utah State football. And I think Blake Anderson, I mean, hopefully he's the guy that's, you know, the Urban Meyer equivalent that really takes them to the next level and really becomes like, you know, starts to put it to to Boise State when they need to and starts to put together amazing seasons for Utah State. And then you just kind of go, wow, okay, this is exactly where you've always wanted to be. Now let's take advantage of it. And so I listen, it's it's a good time to be an Aggie. It's always a good time to be an Aggie, but it was especially good this
0: weekend. So there's one football game left for the locals now, now the BYU and Utah State are done. The Utes and the Buckeyes and the Rose Bowl. It's time to talk about that non non-stop, nonstop and obsess. Where would you like to start? One thing today that you would like the people to consider about the granddaddy.
3: Ooh.
1: Well, I, I the, the the one thing that's just really fun, and I've I've never been to that game. I've been to that stadium. I know people that have played in that game. I had teammates that played with me at Snow College that went to Wisconsin and played in that game. It's just a it's just a really fun game, right? It's a really fun game to think about. It's a really fun game, even from the prestige of having gone to the Fiesta Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. But I think I think I think part of this is just kind of it's kind of fun for me to think that they're playing a traditional Big Ten team in the Rose Bowl. They're playing Ohio State. I mean, that's just kind of a – I mean, that's a good name. You go, you win that game. You know, it's like beating Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Like, there's there's nobody that can say that you're not a legitimate team if you go and you win this Rose Bowl. And I think I think Cam Rising, I think you give him four weeks to prepare. I think Kyle Whittingham, you give him four weeks to prepare. You You – you take, you know, Morgan Scally and give him four weeks to prepare. I think I think this is a scary team right now. I I I don't think if there was a twelve game playoff or even a you know a sixteen game playoff, I don't think anybody in the top sixteen would want to be playing Utah right now. Oh hell no. (laughs) Thanks, Booner. You've always been a Utah homer. I mean, you've always just been hey. all about the youth, So Since, no. before. About no. it, Since
0: before he was born.
1: I mean, <laughs> you look at my background growing
2: up back east. I was like the lone Ute fan on my block. I knew it. I knew it, PK.
1: I knew it. I knew I was talking to you, and he just admitted it. Everybody I listened. Mean, yeah, just admitted yeah. it. He's a Utah homer. I go back to Lee Cup and Larry Wilson. Ooh. Larry Wilson was in my office the other day. That's a, that was a nice pull right there. That's a, well, that's not, a, that's not a the real... Larry
2: Wilson who was the Hall of Famer who played safety.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not that one. I'm thinking of the, the former Highland Harriman coach who's like a, a legend coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: Well, Riley, we appreciate it. Congrats on your Aggies bowl win. And now uh, the countdown is on. We got on this side of Christmas and then the hype for the Rose Bowl, really. There'll be people in the airport every day and – Cars headed out.
1: It's a fun. It's a fun time to be a fan of football in the state of Utah right now. A yeah, really absolutely. fun time. Yep. Thanks, Riley. Okay, guys. Thanks,
0: Riley Jensen, our college football insider, joining us right here on 97.5 at twelve eighty, the zone.
2: Yeah, you do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the granddaddy PK. What is it, 11 days away now? Yeah,
2: I think the hype needs to start now, and I think it's absolutely awesome. This is the biggest, best thing that's ever happened to Utah football.
0: This has been the dream for decades, that the local teams are going to play on big stages with the big boys, and there are all these steps along the way, you know, scheduling home and homes, facing them in bowl games, and we can go along, but there's nothing higher than the Rose Bowl. There will be one game on TV, and the whole country will be watching it.
2: And I'll be watching it too. Yeah. I'll be watching go. it in person. Looking forward to it very,
0: very much. All right, the countdown's on, eleven days to the Rose Bowl. We're joined right now by Joshua Creek, Supportive Services Manager at the Road Home. Joshua, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. The Road Home Radiothon <laughs> continues and for those of you who'd like to donate and support the Road Home, you can go online at theroadhome.org or call 801-819-7300. Now Joshua, supportive services manager, we talk about, you know, 2000 people served by the, or 2000 children served by the Road Home in the last year, 6800 people you do supportive services. So, what kind of supportive services do you provide? What what is your job like? What kind of impact are you making?
4: Yeah, uh, it's actually wonderful. Uh, what we get to do is we get to help fu- people find housing and get them into uh, a stable place to live long-term and off the streets. Uh, our mission is really to end homelessness and work, uh, do the work of getting people connected into housing and uh, create a foundation for everything uh, to, to build their life off of. And that's kind of the foundation of everything we do. Uh, last year, we assisted 3,396 uh, individuals with housing. Uh, Our role here at the Men's Resource Center is to locate individuals in shelter that are looking for that housing and provide them with the services they need in order to get into that uh, housing.
0: So how does the supportive housing work? Are there individuals or businesses providing you with apartment units, condos, houses? How, How does that work?
4: Yeah, we're we're in the same uh same ballpark as everyone else. We're we're out there looking uh pound on the pavement. We have housing locator teams here uh that look for apartments to uh connect with landlords or property management companies uh and get them um, to to you know, rent an apartment to, to one of our clients. Uh, Stay here at the Source Center, they they move into those places uh, all throughout our community. Um, we, We work with individuals and businesses every day.
0: So we have a, a long list of, uh, for people who don't know how this works, we have a long list of facts and bullet points we can share. And one jumps out at me here. $45 donation covers the application cost for an individual seeking housing. For people who haven't moved, uh, who haven't moved around, looking for housing can be as expensive as paying for housing. Is that one of the things you guys are dealing with? Absolutely. Um,
4: one of the things that we deal with is not just applications for housing, but then you also have deposits, right, or first month's rent. Uh, and you know, when you're you're down on your luck or you're you're struggling to make ends meet, that's a huge, inc- uh, a huge cost to, to move into housing when you're uh, especially starting from the street.
0: So, Joshua, one pitch, why should people donate? Why should they pick up the phone right now at 801-819-7300 or log on to org and make a donation?
4: Absolutely. Uh, We have a ton of folks out in our community right now that need uh, our community to come together and assist them, and we're the uh, vector for that. Uh, we are here every single day, day in, day out, 24-7, providing emergency shelter and low-barrier assistance to, to help individuals move into housing and away from uh, the streets and able to move on with their lives. Uh, that is our mission. That is what we do. That's the, the foundation of what we, we strive to achieve. Uh, we are seeking to end homelessness. We are seeking to um, provide as much assistance as, as humanly possible uh, by doing research, re- analyzing and finding new opportunities adapting to situations that's what the road home does it's in our blood it's in our dna uh, we start with that um, and we invite the community to come join us as we, we move forward throughout the next year
0: joshua we appreciate all you do thanks a lot if you'd like to support joshua go online to the roadhome.org and make a donation now or call 801 819 801 7300 joshua thanks a lot
4: thank you and happy holidays
0: this week's Raider game against the Broncos is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raider debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com/slash Raiders. This I'm week's done. game, I'm done. This week's game. I mean, we got games every day. Who can keep track? I'm done. Two games yesterday, two more today, and PK's done. When I hear this tune, I'm done. I, 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 my,
2: my mind is taken to the Caribbean. I can't. Sass <laughs> <help
0: you. laughs> I saw pictures of BYU basketball <laughs> arriving in Hawaii yesterday. I thought of this exact song. Oh,
2: okay. Hawaii's, no, Hawaii's that, that, that's a good okay. consolation. If I can't go to the uh, Caribbean, yeah, I'll take Hawaii. All right.
0: Poll question. Rank them. <laughs> Florida Keys, Hawaiian Islands, the ha- oh, Bahamas geez. or others. <laughs> Man. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, what were my three choices again? Hawaiian Islands, Florida Keys, Bahamas, or other? I've never been to the Mediterranean, but I've seen some photos. It looks awfully good. It looks spectacular. I'm going to go. I haven't been to the Florida Keys, but you have.
2: I have. They look pretty good. Absolutely. They look good. I I made the drive down. It was absolutely the coolest thing. uh, We rented a convertible. And uh, drove down, and it was just marvelous. It took about eight hours because we stopped 25 times, jumped in the water, got something to drink or eat, hung out. Yeah, <clears throat> it, 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 it's great any time you have some place to go, but you don't care when you get there. And so you can take as much time as you want, and you want to take a long time. Like, we joke with, uh, we have a standing joke with Monson's, and we did this, when we first moved over there, I had a little Nissan truck, and my wife and I took a, a drive up the Pacific Coast all the way up to San Francisco, and we camped, we didn't have any money, so we camped, and we rode along the coast, you've probably done it, and many of our listeners have, and we had nowhere to go, right, wherever, we had like a week, wherever we wanted to go, I think the only thing we had, we were going to see a Giants game at Candlestick. That was it. And so we joke with the Monsons that the four of us are going to do that. And he comes up with this bright idea. Well, if we take Highway 5, we can get there quicker. <laughs> well, you idiot. That's
0: not the That's point. Not the point. <laughs> That's not the point. That's not the point, Jordan. You gotta, your, so, the goal is to dial it back here. Right, right. And by the so way, where this
2: are we going anyway? We're not going anywhere. <laughs> this doesn't
0: this doesn't make sense. I don't know, Yach, you probably haven't driven high five up the west side of the valley, have you? No. Uh, First off, so one is along the water. You don't on one, you don't get more than like hundred yards off the water. That's an exaggeration, but it's on the water. I'm married into a California family and I've built so the water. So one oh one is generally along the water Correct. in the beach towns, but you can't always see the water. Yes. Like, okay. Five is the west <laughs> yeah, side of no. the Central Valley where the predominant color is brown. As in yeah. light brown, uh, dry grasses, and a dark brown because there's a thousand cattle pooping nonstop. There are little, literally hills and rises you can smell the feedlot before you can see it. It's on the other side of the hill, but the wind is like, yeah, that can only be one thing. If there aren't a thousand cattle on the, side, on the other side of this hill, there's a problem. So why you would want to get on five and do seventy five miles an hour to rea- relax is beyond me. In a convertible. <laughs> so you can really in smell the so you can really smell the cattle in Kettleman City. Like, what are we doing here, Gordon? Come on, man. This is like weird for Gordon to have ever like admitted to this. Five is what yeah. you get on when you gotta get home for the holidays hey, from hey, college. To, yeah, I got and, somewhere to go. And you get there. And you're on a time You frame. drop that hammer. It's straight as an arrow. There's nothing out there.
2: But, you know, our idea is you take it up there, and if you want to stop, you stop. You don't want to yeah. stop, you stop. You do whatever you want. Meander. No time frame. Yeah. And Stare it Stare at the rocks it,
0: at Morro Bay.
2: The, oh, yeah. You just sit there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the weather's gorgeous. So we're doing it in the summer, obviously. And you take it, and it's just a nice, relaxing thing. So yeah. he, he mentioned, yeah, but if we take the five, we can get there quicker. Well, we don't have anywhere to go <laughs> anyway. We're we going to get to Sacramento. We want to go. What are we going to do there? And so, mm, no, man. that's not the point. So he totally missed the point, which we laugh about it because it was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. And so that's what we did in Key West, the same type of thing. We had nowhere to go. That particular, that we were just uh, like a few days, but we had nowhere to go that day. And it took a good long time. If you ever see the end of, uh, what's that movie with uh, Jamie Lee and uh, Arnold? Uh, and uh, Jamie kind of does that seductive dance there. Uh, that movie, anyway, it ends at the end and it's above uh, the bridge, the Seven Mile Bridge in Key West, you can get a good or on the way to Key West, the, the Keys. Basically, you can get a really good feel uh, for what that's about. But that that's pretty sweet, and all those def, all those places.
0: Is that True um, Lies? Yeah, saying, is, it is it True is. Lies? Yeah, 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 it is.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And it ends, and they got some spectacular scenery and uh, all that stuff there, and their chase scene, whatnot, involving helicopters and all. And so it's just that. That gives you a feel if you if you haven't done it. And I've, been, I've been fortunate enough. I've been to a number of these places through work, no less. So I wasn't even paying. Uh, I've been to the Caribbean uh, a couple of times with the Utes and the Cougars through work. And then I've been to Maui like four times through work. And then uh, one of the greatest assignments ever when BYU played in the volleyball Final Four. Just so happened that it was uh, held at uh, the Stan Sheriff Center. in in, uh honolulu over there so that was pretty cool too that that one made up for the one time the one time i covered the nba draft was in charlotte lost to charlotte sorry (laughs) charlotte but
0: that's an l but ncaa volleyball a week in hawaii yeah yeah.
2: and all they wanted each day was one 15 inch story (laughs) which Done. I get, yeah, I get found that on my sleep. You know, when you cover a football game, at least when I did, back for the watchdog, you know, it had like seven stories. By the time you got done, you were exhausted. Well, writing one 15-inch story, I don't think I've ever been exhausted. <laughs> and so that, that was a fun trip. A lot of places that I've been been able to uh, to to go for, for the war. So
0: I'm very fortunate. We got a couple of minutes here. Where should you fans and apparently there's gonna be sixty thousand of them at the Rose Bowl. I think
2: there are. I think I know Mark the, Harlan was
0: on with Scotty yep, and him that was, saying that. That's where he thought he was going. The I, only I th- reason I think he's accurate. Well the only reason I think that I, I didn't when I first thought they were going to the Rose Bowl I thought it'll be a huge turnout. And we know fifty thousand at the Fiesta bowl. Yeah, and the it. only limiting factor is there's so Ohio State's a big school and there's so many alumni and a lot of them are already in the West. They're already yeah, but in a lot of it has been there done that. There it? is and there's disappointment because they lost to Michigan. But I just thought availability of tickets is the only thing to limit. I mean, the only reason there's going to be sixty and not seventy thousand is because Ohio State fans have the tickets. That that The ability to get a ticket away from a Buckeye is the only thing keeping the Utes from putting 90000 in that place.
2: Well, and I have to admit, I have to come clean. I got two Ohio State fans' tickets. See, there you go. <laughs> and,
0: and there's so many of them. And for all the ones who are burned out oh, or like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've been there, done it's that. It's still the Rose Bowl, It's though. still the Rose Bowl. Especially if you're local. And there's still an Ohio State fan who hasn't done it because there's so many of them.
2: Oh, everybody loves a winner, yeah. And obviously they. And
0: it's a big there. school, and it's a winner. So they're you know this isn't yeah. this isn't Stanford with you know seven thousand students. This is Ohio State. So. Yeah,
2: but I still think there'll be sixty so, so the thousand. So where do you send those sixty?
0: So where do you send those sixty thousand people? Because they're uh, wherever they want to go. Come on, give them a California. Type. Well,
2: I mean, I mean, I mean so many of our there. folks
0: have been there. That that you have local uh, knowledge. The pier at Manhattan Beach. Okay. See all yeah, those volleyball wanna... players but, but, but with but their names here. But
2: there's all sorts of attractions. This
0: I is... know. You can go to Universal Studios. You can go to Disneyland. Knott's Berry Farm. You ever been to Knott's Berry Farm? I have.
2: Yeah. Yes. Down close by Disneyland. Uh, uh, Magic Mountain. And I think you just already said Universal. I mean, you yeah. can go any number of places oh you know this is another funny story here involving gordon and his wife they give up gordon morning (laughs) yes this is this is seriously funny they've had an long-standing i'm talking several years argument that he claims that they took a tour bus to visit the hollywood stars home she claims that there's no way that they did that I mean, they had knockdown, down dragged out arguments on this puppy. And the reason why I bring that up is if you're into that, you can do that. My grandmother came out, took a bus. She wouldn't fly. And so we had moved to Phoenix, right? And there was eight of us. I think I told you this story. Eight of us in a station wagon. And we drove. up. We didn't have a lot of money. We spent the night in the car in Yosemite, went over to San Francisco, and then came south. And she wanted to see Lucille Ball's home. No, I don't know if my parents actually knew where Lucille Ball's home was. No
0: way, they just made it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we went. I remember going to Beverly Hills.
0: There it is. Could have been <laughs> anybody's home. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, and I can remember my grandmother hadn't. She didn't do much traveling. And certainly wouldn't ever fly on a plane, so came by bus, as I said. And she had to have been probably close to her 80s. And standing in front of this home that my parents said was Lucille Ball's home. (laughs) And who knows? I mean, obviously, if you do the time frame, Lucille Ball was obviously at the top of her game, you know, for for my grandmother. I mean, that even though she wasn't at to the top of my game for me I recognized that as an ultimate Hollywood star you know and so we did that so there's that to do if you do that Hollywood Boulevard just walking down the street and people watching is entertaining enough i mean there's endless amounts of stuff that you can do you can go skiing down there if you wanted
0: Let's go to Mammoth Mountain people
2: not that far yeah and so there's uh, all sorts of uh, things to do go to Newport the rare time you go to Newport in the winter. Tons of you go to Newport in the summer, obviously.
0: All right, DJ and PK, it's 975 at 1280 the Zone. Joe Ingles coming up in 15 minutes. 15 minutes to Joe right here on 975 at 1280 the Zone. It's official. The Utes are the 2021 Pac-12 champs and are heading to the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. What better way for the Utes to make their inaugural trip to the Rose Bowl than a battle against Ohio State? Keep it locked on the Zone Sports Network as we get you ready for the Utes' historic trip to Pasadena. Your home for the battle. Best coverage of the Utes in the Rose Bowl is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Minky Couture wants to help you out this holiday season with the perfect gift. Stop by any location from Ogden to St. George today. Mention Zone 50 and save 50%. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Get in today, save 50%, and get the best gift ever from Minky Couture. Did you hear last night, Thurl? He dropped the Grinch. He did it? On the post game. Yeah.
2: Well, he did it during the game.
0: Uh, I might have missed that during the game, but it was I was quick. In, I was in U mode with uh, I had the sound I had it on, but I didn't have it up. I was watching the whole thing, but had people so I had to drop in and out of conversation.
2: Okay, yeah, no, I had it on yeah. because it was they had a bunch of
0: people dressing up ah, at the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. In in the post game, he got off a good one, and I, I giggled. <laughs> He's a dead ringer for it, man
2: yeah. He's perfect for it <laughs> he he
0: mean. I know you he is, he is a little uh, he, mean He could get a job doing that, man He could I mean, It'd he, be great No one would know I'd be like, oh yeah, I love the Grinch yeah. <laughs> No, no, that's Thor Bailey
2: <laughs> He was blessed with that voice And it sounds just like him, man I'm so glad he took it And he rarely has listened to me over the years
0: Well, when we have him on again, you can bring it up.
2: (laughs) Because he thinks I'm a loony bin. Granted, I
0: am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. (laughs) There is that. Self-awareness. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Joe Ingles is joining us next. We'll talk to him about the win last night. Not the prettiest win they've ever got, but after back-to-back home losses, who cares? Get a win, and they did it. Joe is coming up next. We're joined right now by Rhonda Greenwood, board member of the Road Home Rhonda. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. The Radiothon cool. is underway, and you can make donations right now. The Huntsman Foundation is matching donations up to $1 million, and you can make a donation online at theroadhome.org. You can call 801-819-7300 and phone in your donation, 801-819-7300. As a board member, Rhonda, I'm I'm always curious, the backstory. How would you get involved with the Road Home, and uh, and how would you get uh, hooked in and, and don- donate so much of your time and energy?
3: You know, I worked for many years in public relations, and I had an opportunity to uh, work with the Road Home about uh, five, six years ago and learned more about the organization and and met the people. And I was just so impressed with what they do to try to end homelessness, to shelter people, um, you know, 365 days a year, and to find permanent homes for people. And, uh, you know, after I retired, I um, was invited to be a board member, and I was just thrilled to be able to continuously help out this great organization.
0: People, I think, are aware of the Road Home and the work they do with emergency shelter. About 750 people every day are uh, in an emergency shelter situation with the Road Home. But I know I was surprised to learn that the number of people in in supportive housing keeps growing, and it's now double the number of people in emergency shelter, 1,500 people with housing. How has that transformation happened over time?
3: You know, um, the thing is, is finding permanent housing is the ultimate goal for the road home. I mean, the road home, you think about old emergency shelter, but we're working with these people that are unfortunate and don't have a place to stay on a permanent basis. And we're working to find a permanent home. And so it's if you understand the road home you know really ultimately we're about housing we're about solving the problem of homelessness in uh, the salt lake area and in utah and so that's why we have so many people in housing and there's various types of housing because some folks are just chronically homeless and um and there's some permanent supportive housing it's housing that uh people can afford. And now, more than ever, housing has just become so expensive that it really is putting a lot of pressure on people and our local government uh, and and the road home to, to try to find these affordable places to live. But that's what the road home is all about, is emergency shelter and finding permanent homes for people. And, you know, when you talk about nearly 7,500 people, that's also 2000 children we're talking about. We're talking about families. And you know, we're so, we, we're so blessed. Uh, many of us are so blessed to have a beautiful home to live in. We have our cars. We talk about going to the Rose Bowl. We, you know, we, we're we doing all kinds of great things, but there's a lot of unfortunate folks out there who, who are struggling to make ends meet, and they find themselves out on the street because they've had a huge medical payment, or they've had um, other situations in their lives that they can't find, you know, afford a home. And so the Road Home is there to shelter people and to help them hold their hands and help them find uh, a home that they can afford and they can stay in. And, you know, when you find so- a place for somebody to live, it gives them dignity and it gives them pride and they want to stay there and they work really hard and uh, to stay there. So, You know, it's just great work that the Road Home is doing. And I hope that um, if you're a veteran, because you know what? The the Road Home also is one of the biggest um, uh, aids to homeless veterans. They work with the VA and we get people in, you know, veterans that are homeless into better, into shelter and into homes. And so if you're a veteran... Now is the time for you to support other veterans, donate to the Road Home and we'll make sure that uh, veterans have a home of their own. If you're a dad and you have a have children and you live in a beautiful home, right now is a great time to think of others, other families, other dads that are struggling to house their families and Donate to the Road Home because the Huntsman Foundation is matching your donations. So when I get off the phone, I'm going to make my donation because I know it's going to be doubled today and tomorrow with the radius on.
0: The Huntsman Family Foundation is matching donations up to $1 million. You can donate right now at 801-819-7300, 801-819-7300, or online at theroadhome.org. Rhonda, thank you very much.
3: Thank you. Good to talk to you.